I guess the starting place for me um, reaching out to you around this was um, remembering a conversation we'd had previously about kind of vulnerability we have when we're asleep and um, talking with a, a friend of mine who um, yeah struggles with with nightmares and has been struggling with um, mm. their sleep and yeah just thought ah oh, it's time to have this yarn again and mm. brought in the pool of people that can I'm sharing it. Mm, so good Rose thanks. Um, yeah look this is this has been something that's come up is um, uh, just kind of a, a moment for learning. Um, it's come up in, in my experience as a chaplain. And I think it's good for us to learn um, the role that prayer plays and, and how the moment of going to sleep is a moment of trust for us. I think that because it's um, sort of, you know, the getting ready for bed and getting into bed and lying down and all of that, um, because it's a sort of private um, personal thing we can think of it as oh, something that we've just got to work on ourselves and there are some good techniques uh, good things to learn around screens and all that kind of stuff but one of the other things that we need to be aware is that as spiritual creatures we're vulnerable as we go to sleep and the Lord knows this and um, and so it's good to ask for God's care and protection um, to lay down the things that we're carrying and not to sort of get into a, an inward cycle. Often we can do as we go over the events of the day, but let our dreams do some of that work. Um, that's how we're made. And also to pray for protection because when we sleep, we're just a bit more open spiritually. We're open to God's uh, leading. So sometimes God speaks in dreams to people there's a, a kind of unpacking and unfolding that goes on us on in us in terms of dreaming but we're also open to spiritual attack and some of your people would have found that it, we, we're vulnerable then as well and, and sometimes our dreams become the site of that vulnerability mm. um, it's interesting when the people of israel the spies come back out of the land and they've been scouting out the land and they come back and israel has this meeting at night it's a pretty gnarly meeting and the result of it is that fear takes over and they, they shrink back from entering the land. And it's, it's a big call because it means 40 more years, a whole generation more in the desert. Well, that meeting happens at night and I, I think it's, uh, it's interesting that it's that time of day where fears overwhelm Israel and where the giants in the land um, just become massive and insurmountable. Um, and I guess my last sort of opening reflection is we, we're creatures, so we're made to live in time. We're made to live limited lives. We're not infinite beings, you know. And often we forget that. But when we, we reach the end of the day, we feel it in our bones. We know it. I need to sleep. I'm so tired. Mm. And sometimes we feel a bit fretful about this, like I shouldn't be so tired. I should be able to push through, blah, blah, blah. And mm. actually that's not, it's not true. Mm. We, we need to sleep. We need to rest. And we're made like that. That's built into creation. And so lying down to sleep is almost a liturgy of saying as a creature, I am a creature. 
unlimited and finite. The day is a beginning, the day is an end. It's time to rest. And this is good. This is the way I'm made. Mm. Um, so sleep is almost like this remembering. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that brings us back to being um, human beings rather than human doings. Like, um, I guess sleep is in a is something that's a space where we don't get to kind of control or produce or influence. We just are a real humility and um, um, I guess a admission of vulnerability in that. Um, mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I guess yeah. and a beauty too, right? If you mm. you, um, you you need to be wise and inappropriate about how you do this but you look at a sleeping person um they're they're beautiful Mm. um there is a peace and often in a composure and a just a yeah they're at rest it's a Mm. good thing Mm. i think in this season of lockdown um i've heard Mm. i've had conversations with people and heard a lot of talk around moving lots of spaces of connection online and and there's, as you say, a lot of kind of sleep hygiene around screen time mm-hmm. and winding down. And I guess um, a lot of that in the kind of mental well-being space is, is relatively easy to access and, and think about. But I guess what feels a little bit more particular and special is thinking about how do we invite God into that? And um, I guess something you've kind of framed up is there's almost like two two components that we can think about with um, this space of trusting ourselves into God's care as we sleep. One being this idea of handing over what has been in the day, the kind of number six night prayer, what has been done has been done, what has not been done has not been done. And then this kind of protection component. And yeah, I think I think the kind of handover space would be a, a cool place to, to start. Mm. Um, yeah, okay, let's talk about that. Hmm. Often when we lie down, we journey inwards. So what's happened in the day rises up and we can find that we're still sort of carrying stuff. And particularly in this time when there's lots of uncertainty and lots of change, um, we can get into tuning, just kind of tuning around. And as followers of Jesus, we're, we're being called into a journey of trust. So there's this moment where our anxiety is awakening us, a call to trust. It's a sign to us, actually, there's something here I need to trust. I'm, I'm not able, I can't resolve it. I'm just going around. What we've called handover prayer is something that my wife and I stumbled across really out of need. That at the end of the day, we, we stop. And my suggestion is that you, you sit down in the presence of another person you jack this up with another person ideally you do it in person so hopefully there's a flatmate who who will go on this journey with you the person is there to remind me that my life is not simply my inward thoughts but that i'm with god god is with me and he's made me a member of his body and actually as my sister or brother in christ they are there to presence christ to me I'm not alone, and I'm called to a relationship of trust. They hold their hands open like this. Like a little nest. Like a, yeah, like a little bowl, little nest. And without comment, there's a key bit, without comment, they mm-hmm. receive what I put into their hands. So I might, like this, um, if I'm handing over, I'll just say, Lord, 
I, this is, and I'll say this out loud, that's another important thing, is I let my words come out of my mouth. And I'll say, Lord, I have to trust you with these things. And then I simply name them, and I, I'm using my imagination as part of prayer. Imagination is a, a key tool in prayer. But I'm actually putting the things into my sister or brother's hands. And then they lift up the bowl and they give it to the Lord. So I, I don't need to worry about them. They're fine. They're not going to be contaminated or burdened or whatever um, because they're receiving it on behalf of Jesus and giving it to Jesus. And then I might reciprocate with them. This kind of thing, it's really important, I think, for prayer to understand prayer is not a technique for spiritual well-being. It's not a technique for spiritual well-being. It is what trust looks like. The trust looks like something, just like a good relationship. It looks like something. It's not just words. Trust looks like something. And so I pray I'm making my life vulnerable to God. And this handover prayer, it's not my trust isn't in the hands. It's not in the technique. It's because the Lord's with me. And one analogy that might be useful is when we were kids, we'd um, go and visit my grandparents and we knew they had gifts for us. <laughs> and mum would say as we're driving up in the car she'd say okay when you greet your grandparents where are you going to look are you going to look at their hands or are you going to look them in the face and say hello and prayer is the latter I'm not coming to God looking at his hands because he's got goodies for me mm. I'm not coming as a technique I'm coming because he knows me and he loves me um, and I can trust him so that's handover prayer. And if, if you're keen to sort of read a bit more, um, you could Google my name, John Dennison, and handover prayer, and you'll come up with an article um, from the Venn website. Um, which awesome. Least, mm. Yeah. Also cool. Yeah, just that beautiful yeah. distinction of like, um, God actually cares deeply about our well-being and a byproduct mm. of um, time and prayer is is spiritual well-being but it's um not a means to the end relationship is um is the end um yeah. that we seek and yeah just um a subtle difference there but a significant one so yeah love beautiful analogy <laughs> That's so good. yeah we're not we're not made to be well simply we're made for relationship with god mm. and all that entails and because of who God is, um, it's good. It's good for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right. There's a, there's a difference here. Um, you asked about prayer, prayer protection and nightmares and things. So I said before, when we lie down to sleep, we can find that we're a bit spiritually vulnerable. We've got to be wise, right, when we're thinking about um, the enemy of God and the presence of darkness that might come and have a go at us. Um, because not every upsetting dream is, is you know, um, from the enemy. But we do sometimes have these nightmares that either, um, often there'll be an edge to it, a sense of, I don't know, to use a Ghostbusters metaphor, of being slimed. Um, <laughs> Then sometimes there are dreams where either we're made, the purpose is to intimidate us, make us very afraid, or it's really assaulting, 
or um, or our character is impugned. So one of the names of the enemy of God is, so he's a liar and he accuses. And sometimes you find yourself having dreams where your character is um, maligned. I always think of that line from Flight of the Concords where Mel turns to Brett and says, I can't believe what you did to me in my dream last night. You know, it's just kind of, and he's like, um, we can have dreams that actually, and you can start going down this track of, oh my goodness, is that in me? I didn't, oh my, is this, and it's a lie. It's an accusation against our character and we shouldn't, we shouldn't wear it. So we need wisdom with this, but the simply, I think when I go to sleep, and we teach our children this, that we turn to the Lord and say, Lord, as I sleep, protect me. And if you, if you look back through the tradition of the church, you'll find prayer upon prayer at night time. You know, you mentioned um, prayer number six. Um, line goes, let the, fears, uh, let the uh, fears of the darkness of our hearts and of the world rest in you. Um, and earlier in night prayer, um, and actually this is a great, great resource for those of you who have this is my um love prayer book this is my grand's prayer book oh the red book an ancient one an ancient red book but there's a section in here called night prayer and you'll find prayers in there that typically they're not obsessed with it but they'll they'll just take a moment to go oh lord protect me set your holy angels about me and give me peace the church has done that through the ages and that's it's a pretty big call to set that wisdom aside mm -hmm. so i would suggest if if we're having nightmares if we're having like repeat nightmares in particular then get two or three wise people around you and get them to call on the name of the lord for you and just um free you from that so yeah mm -hmm. please stop the nightmares lord jesus mm. um, often the lord uses this this learning and prayer to teach us about how to fight and to teach us how to call on the name of the Lord when we're most vulnerable. And um, yeah, so, you know, the Lord bless you and your people as you go on a bit of an adventure around this, but the, he uses things that just seem stink um, to actually strengthen us and teach us. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So good. And I guess what I, what I really hear um, from you in this is just the simplicity of that, that it's um, mm. just that simple prayer of trust um, and that we don't, there's no, it's not a formula. It's not um, a life hack. Yeah. Let, let's, we don't need to be a bit weird in our relationship with God. You know, if, if I went to, um, I'm a kid and I go to my dad and I say, um, dear father, I earnestly beseech you that this night, blah, blah, blah. And I go into some arcane diction, you know, or <laughs> I say, Lord, I um, sincerely, and then I, I do a long speech about how I'm sorry for the day or think about my sins or whatever. My boys don't interact with me like that. They just, they just assume that I'm for them. Dad, can you pray for me? Dad, can you, Dad, I'm hungry. It's, it's kind of that thing. So, hello, Jesus. Ah, oh, sleep. I really want a good night's sleep tonight. Can you watch over me? Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Oh, mm. so good. Do you have mm. any, um, for people that are, I guess, because this is a particular space of thinking about prayers of, 
protection um, and just generally that kind of spiritual, yeah, acknowledging our need for protection, our vulnerability generally as spiritual beings. Do you have any particular um, recommends or names, people that you've really um, have been formative for you in thinking about that stuff? So where I find myself going is when I find it hard to pray for myself, I, I guess I, I, I just need um, some strength around me, then I'll, I'll reach for night prayer in this sometimes. More often, I'll, I'll pray a psalm, and sometimes I've, there are certain psalms that I'm learning, and this is kind of live now for us as a household, but we're committing certain psalms to memory. For those of you, you know, folk are watching this and they want to note these down, um, grab pen and paper. This psalm, psalms like Psalm 23, so the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 91, which is a psalm of protection, or, or Psalm 116. These are magic psalms. They're just, they're just really good prayers. Um, psalm 4. What's happening, the Psalms are a school for prayer that they, they teach us how to pray. And as we take up the words of the Psalm and pray them out loud, then we find that our, our vocabulary, our repertoire for prayer is strengthened and increased. And so I, just to pray, um, just to pray the Psalms, if, if you're on a roll, um, go for it. Another couple, 103 would be good. And 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. So dig into the Psalms. Um, and they're also what Jesus reached for in his most vulnerable moments, right? Is he reached for the Psalms. So, mm. Beautiful. Mm. So so good. And you, you mentioned out loud. Do you think it's significant just that praying oh, out loud? Yeah, good question. Yeah, you, you know, um, for us late moderns, there's a great inwardness to us. We put a lot of store on our authentic self as a sort of inward self and, and we, we love to live inside ourselves. Actually, that's a, not a complete account of who we are because we, we're bodies who are selves. And there is something important about um, voicing out loud, letting my voice come out of my mouth and to confess with my lips. And again, if you think about it relationally, um, I can have loving thoughts towards someone, but to let them hear out loud, I love you, to confess it with my lips, it requires me to, I'm um, committing myself. Um, I can't take it back, you know. So it, there is a, a strengthening thing and a strong thing to say out loud, Lord, I love you. Or even, Lord, I don't trust you that well, but I've heard you good. So I'm going to call on you. Please help me now. And to let that come out of our mouth. Yeah. Feels, it feels kind of embarrassing when you start doing that, even in a room by yourself. It's like, ooh. Um, yeah, but it's, it's good to do. It's good to do. For those of you who have sort of lent into the confession, the practice of confession, you'll, it's a similar kind of thing to actually yeah, say out loud what it is that you need to repent of. It's quite different from feeling bad about something in your head. Mm. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, John. So, so uh, cool. I was just, I was, yeah, I left there today. I was just like, yes, let's talk about prayer.
Um, and it's a small, it seems like a small thing, but when we get to 10 o'clock at night and we're just going into that churn, it's not a small thing at all. And the yeah. Lord's, Lord's got stuff for us there. So, mm. you now the Lord bless your people away as you continue to do your adventure of trust with Jesus in this time. And yeah, I hope, I hope there's some good things that God has in store through this for them.